Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Our weekly Thursday guest is Ben Heisler. He's a sports betting analyst for Sports Illustrated. Always appreciate his time. Heis, how you doing today, man? What's up, gentlemen? Happy Thursday. Happy Week 10. I know that I come on here to try and answer questions from you guys and from the people but i want to run a quick question by you okay i was in line to get a sandwich for lunch and they had one of those like turkey cranberry stuffing sandwiches it sounded amazing but i'm also thinking that thanksgiving's coming up in a couple weeks is it too early to start the turkey stuffing cranberry combo or should i just save it all up wait for actual Thanksgiving, and then the sandwich comes by means of leftovers. No, Heiss, you see, the way I look at it here is it's a bit of a teaser for yourself, right? Because it, it's not the full Thanksgiving dinner. So what you're doing is you're you're warming up your palate for the big day. It'd be like trying Love to go into... You're trying to go into the big game without like warming up or training or getting ready for it. That's not a good idea. So I think the sandwich is a nice lead up to which is the Super Bowl of all holidays. You know, Thanksgiving. What I would prefer to do is just not eat the Thanksgiving sandwich since Thanksgiving is the most overrated meal that we have. Oh, boy. Here we go, Heiss. Oh, get out of here. The dead bird carcass is overrated. You see what you I deal with on a daily basis? Loser. My gosh. It, the, the stuffing is dry and unnecessary. We can just, we can move forward Okay, from no, there. hang on. Heiss, don't you think, so his his take on this is the, the turkey is dry, the stuffing is dry, all Why this stuff. Why do we only eat it one time a year, no, Jamie? Hang on a second. Hang on, tough guy. So we go all this stuff, right? What happened? I, I look at him. I go, well, who's cooking your turkey then? Who's preparing the you. meal? Right, mine exactly. Taste like like that. Say, if everything is dry, if the turkey is like in Christmas vacation, where all of a sudden they're they're choking on the turkey carcasses, like that's that sounds like a you problem. That sounds like a human error. You need to get yourself a, a real good chef over in these parts, or try the deep fried turkey. Like try something else because if you keep doing the same mistakes over and over again, and it still doesn't improve, man, everybody else seems to be getting on board. I don't know. This is hot take worthy of you Oof. to try and say that the Thanksgiving meal is just out of touch, out of character. Come on now. Stephen A. B. K. is making his way out today. Skip B. K. List is is ready to go. All right, Heist. Let's get over to the football field. Because because we've got an intriguing game tonight. I don't know if it's a good one. I I honestly don't know what to make of it. But Colts and Titans in this one, in our, our pick em, which I know Jamie has some questions about for yeah. you that he'll get to. We got beef, Heist. 85% of the users are taking the Titans in this one. Does that seem like the right side to you? It's the right side, but I'm actually... I, I would have thought that it probably would be a little bit more even keel. The Colts still, the first half, if you go back and watch... 
how they were able to contain Lamar Jackson in the first half. I, I think Baltimore punted on every possession in the first half. And then all of a sudden they lay, they, you know, let him go a little bit. He was able to scramble, make some plays. Uh, and they took over in the second half. Like I, I still look at the Colts purely from a team perspective as a quality, talented team that's still being held back at the quarterback spot by Phillip Rivers. And then with, with Tennessee, hey, congratulations. You beat a Bears team that has no movement whatsoever on the offensive side of the ball. So to, I, I guess it feels like it's a bit more of a public overreaction to watching Tennessee win, conversely, as opposed to seeing Indianapolis lose at home to Baltimore. I still feel like based on the line movement that we've seen uh, with everything moving in the Titans direction um, to me, I, I still kind of like the Titans, especially at home on a short week and, and the Colts traveling, you know, twice in, in a matter of about five days. But I, I think it would have been a little bit closer to be perfectly honest. All right. Hi. So here's how I'm going to treat our relationship. You and I, okay. I'm going to act like a soccer referee and we're going to have the yellow card, red card. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the last time we talked, I, we, I threw a few games at you, and you gave me these great explanations, great reasons as to why I should pick certain teams. It didn't work out, Heiss. It didn't work <laughs> out. Now I can't afford the mortgage at home. It's not a big deal. Don't feel too bad about it. But that is your yellow card, okay, buddy? All right. But All now right. I, it, it is the holiday season is approaching us. I'm feeling nice. So we're going to give you another chance, okay? All right, I'll take it. And I've got this barn burner of a game on deck for you here. I'm staring at the Vikings and the Bears, two powerhouses in the league. I'm wondering, straight up pick them. I'm thinking I'm leaning Vikings, but I want to get your take on it. Well, first of all, if this is a powerhouse battle, then I don't want to know where you get your power. Like, where, like what is generating the power? Is it like a, a bicycle in, in the downstairs? It's a hamster downstairs. Home? Like, it's a hamster in the wheel. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that poor hamster trying to just get anything going. Um, here's here's what I'll say because I think the NFL is all about trends and it's all about runs. Like right now, Minnesota is getting by purely on a run game that looks fantastic. Dalvin Cook has gotten actively involved in the offense. He's had back-to-back weeks of I think 46 fantasy points followed by a 35 fantasy point performance. At some point, teams are going to take notice, and the Bears have had their issues in stopping the run this year, but I actually thought they did a really good job last week against Derrick Henry. He had one run of over 20 yards and more, ended up finishing with, I believe, less than 70. And the Bears are in a, a free fall right now, and they know that if they don't get this home win against Minnesota on Monday night, uh, the season could absolutely be in jeopardy. I'm going to take the Bears at home, especially if we're talking about a pick In fact, I like them even more if you get them plus the points. Uh, I think this is a really good matchup for the offense to try and figure something out. They're going to have a little bit more time to realize that they don't have much of an offensive line. I think Nick Foles is going to make more of an effort to get the ball out quickly to guys like Darnell Mooney. Allen Robinson is still having a terrific year. Uh, we'll see whether or not David Montgomery is able to play, but they can use him in the pass game as well. And the Vikings defense is just bad. So I think they surprised the Packers a couple weeks ago. I don't think they surprised a lot of us with their win against the Lions. But the Bears' defense is good enough, I think, to slow down Dalvin Cook. And then after that, it's still Kirk Cousins in prime time. So I will take the Bears in your pick on Monday night as your final Monday night hammer game. All right. Thanks, Heiss. All right, Heiss. I want to go over to the game that everybody's going to be focusing on this week in daily fantasy. So, of course, I'm talking about the Bills at the Cardinals. Jamie, for whatever reason, is not all in on Kyler Murray. We can have that as a different conversation for another day. However, he's He's going to light up this Bills defense if recent history is any indication because this Bills defense 
kind of stinks. Um, what am I doing with this game? Do you trust the Cardinals at this point, or are both of these teams so kind of uncertain topsy-turvy uh, that you're leaning the other direction? No, I, I think this is absolutely in play. It, it'll be it'll be chalky. Like, it'll, it'll be a very popular game stack. We've already seen the total move up four points from 52 to 56. Um, you know, Buffalo showed last week against Seattle that they can go up and down with everybody. Um, and Josh Allen finally got some of that confidence back that he had been missing over the last several weeks. And, and Kyler Murray, I, I'm, Rivers, I'd be curious to know as to what you're not seeing with him. I think there's some times where you'd like to see a little bit more of an effort, um, you know, from, from the fourth quarter to really try and put his, put his foot on the gas. But uh, I thought he looked terrific against Miami. I think it was more about Tua making plays and Arizona's defense not living up to expectations. But I, I think these are, are two quarterbacks that are fully in an opportunity to, to make a statement. Uh, I think you're going to see both of these offenses really take off. And, yeah, I, I think it's a completely stackable option this week. Okay, so my take on Kyler Murray is not that he's bad right now, okay? I think he's, he's great right now. My take on Kyler Murray is that four years, five years from now, when he can't just play schoolyard football anymore, I think he's going to be in trouble because – age will get the best of him and i don't think he's got the other abilities to carry him at that point but that's a discussion for four or five years down the road you did mention somebody else though in your answer to bk was tua and we've got tua and herbert going head to head here oh yeah and this one here i'm just really interested because both of these young quarterbacks herbert especially has been a rock star but tua looked pretty good in his second start where do you go with this one? I'm I'm leaning Dolphins, but I'm not really that confident. His weapons are hurt too. Yeah, that's true. Preston Williams already already just got hurt. He's going to be on injured reserve for the rest of the way. Um, you know, but I I think it's an opportunity for Tua to try and, and use some more weapons in his offense. I, I'd like to see a little bit more consistency with Devontae Parker. I think I was actually surprised that they haven't used Mike Gesicki, that super athletic tight end. Uh, out of Penn State over the middle of the field, the way that Tua incorporated the tight end at Alabama was something that, you know, I projected over the course of the year that once they decided to move on with him and go from Fitzpatrick to Tua Tagovailoa, that they'd incorporate more of the tight end in the passing game. And I, I think that's going to be a difference maker against the Chargers. Um, they have all sorts of issues. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to the quarterback spot this year. If you're trying to evaluate who you'd rather play in DraftKings this week, I think Tua is a full thousand dollars less than Herbert. Um, and the Chargers, man, it's just heartbreak after heartbreak. And at some point, you would just assume that things are going to go their way. But um, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. There's just more opportunities to let a team with an explosive level player at the quarterback position uh, stay around in game. So I, I, I like the Dolphins here. Uh, the fact that you can still get them at minus two and a half before that number goes to three is where I'd probably jump on it. Uh, and I do think there's more value at the quarterback spot if you're looking on a daily fantasy component as well. We're talking to Ben Heisler, sports betting analyst for Sports Illustrated here on 101 ESPN. All right, Heist, uh, we've talked a little bit about these young quarterbacks. You brought up Herbert in Tua. We talked a little bit about Kyler. If I told you I'm putting you in charge of a general, you're a general manager now, and we're doing a fantasy draft across the league. The number one pick is already off the board. It's Patrick Mahomes. If you could have any other young quarterback in the league for the next 10 years, not named Patrick Mahomes, who are you going with? See, I, I, I thought initially the beginning part of that conversation would be, I'd be thinking about Joe Burrow. Like I, I get what I'm seeing in Cincinnati, and I just think it's a really bad offensive line. I like the way that he spread the ball out with his receivers, and, and they're still missing a whole lot of elements of that offense. Like I, I believe Joe Burrow is going to be a really good quarterback, but 
Uh, if I'm taking one of these guys now, I, I'm amazed at what I've seen out of Kyler Murray. And I think that's that trajectory. Ten years uh, from now. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but here's the thing. Like, what Murray does, yes, the, the stature is a little bit concerning. And sometimes he does take some hits. But, he, like, if you're worried about the, the hits over time and whether or not he's not going to be able to, to continue that perspective. Like, he's still completing 68% of his passes. So he's still very accurate. Has he turned the ball over a little bit too much? Yeah, he does have seven interceptions, but um, you know he's taken some of the least amount of sacks in the league. He only has ten sacks for a guy that runs around as much as he does. Um, you know, I don't think he's as reliant on the run as somebody like Lamar Jackson, especially this year when Jackson has taken a step back. Um, I, I, I see the sky as the limit for Kyler Murray because of his accuracy, because of his downfield vision. Like, if you're talking absolute true ceiling. And, and maybe it seems like hyperbole based on what we've seen from Russell Wilson this year. Like that's where I think Kyler Murray can go in this offense with this type of system around him, knowing that he's going to have to likely be the guy that carries that team. Um, I, I think that's the guy that I'm probably considering building around after Mahomes is gone. Hi, final question that I've got for you. We're officially halfway through the NFL season. How many teams do you think realistically could win the Super Bowl this year? realistically yeah just because it's a, like a weird year so like don't tell I, me the, the the detroit lions it's not realistic no 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 obviously <laughs> not no i if i'm if i'm looking at the standings like clearly kansas city is in the mix clearly the saints and the buccaneers probably the packers are in the mix so that's that's four teams right there uh-huh. is buffalo a super bowl caliber team um i suppose because i i think at some point if their defense figures out what's been going wrong, then yes, I think they're in contention. But I don't trust Tennessee. I certainly don't trust the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I, I think Pittsburgh's been a bit of a fraud this year, but I still think they can win a Super Bowl. I don't know if Baltimore's ready to get there yet. So I'd say maybe seven or eight with the Chiefs by far and away at the top of the list. Like, like who else do you trust to go out and give Kansas City a full battle? Like, I, I think the Saints have all sorts of issues, even though they're starting to play a little bit better. I think the Chiefs can carve them up from it when it comes to their defense Seattle we know how atrocious their defense is Russell Wills can only do so much um and, and then everybody else it just feels like they're all trying to play catch-up Tampa Bay well we all thought that they were the best team in the NFC a week ago and then the Saints trounced them in their their home stadium so I think it's Kansas City I think they're on an entirely different tier than everybody else and then maybe you're looking at Pittsburgh the Saints and maybe the Packers after that. I love it. I've it, it just Oh my the, god, you just made his day. Okay, stop. I'm talking about the NFC here. The NFC feels wide open to me in, in a way that I didn't expect it to because Green Bay I think is really good, but they certainly have their issues, especially uh attacking the run defensively. The Seahawks pass defense is awful. The Cardinals are still not totally there yet. I thought we were gonna see one of the Saints or the Bucks really emerge as that team that was the clear cut favorite. And I don't think we've seen either of them do that. So it just feels way more open to me than I expected it to. Heist, we always appreciate the time, my friend. We look forward to talking with you again next week. All the best to you and the family. Enjoy that uh, sandwich that I hope you picked up. I I will indeed. And uh, Rivers, hopefully those picks come through. I certainly don't want a red card. I would enjoy coming back next week. I would enjoy having you. All right. See you guys. You're the best. It's been Heist.